everyone. Welcome to our brand new podcast. My name is Shadow, and this is Kyle, and this is Shadow's House of Horror. So, I have always been fascinated by true crime, horror, and all things supernatural, while Kyle has not. Um, he hates it. So, while we go over these stories... They will be the first time he hears them, so you'll get his re- live reactions, except for maybe this episode. Um, <laughs> our podcast is going to be streaming on YouTube, <laughs> Spotify, and Patreon. Um. It will just be Shadow's House of Horror, and it's S-H-A-D-O-E. I know. It's it's weird. So our resources today are history.com, heavy.com, and biography.com. And this is the story of uh, Chris Watts and um, Shana Watts. you remember the story? Okay. All good. Then it's going to be on video. In 2018, the news headlines would go from Meghan Markle joining the British family to all the times President Trump's legal issues would come up, all the way to the three lunar events that created the super blue blood moon. But one story you might recall hearing about is the story of Chris Watts and Shana Watts. To begin, let's start with some background. The summer of 2018 should have been a joyous one for the Watts family. Husband Chris Watts, then 33, and wife Shanann, I'm going to keep pronouncing her name wrong, 34, just found out they were expecting a son to join four-year-old Bella and three-year-old Celeste in their suburban home in Frederick, Colorado. As the family balanced Chris's job as an operator at a petroleum oil company and Shanann's frequent business travels for the nutrition supplement company, Lavelle, their lives centered around their daughters, as shown in Shanna's frequent Facebook posts, which she basically documented like their entire lives on Facebook. Like she did Facebook lives, she constantly was posting videos, like everybody like loved her. From the outside, they appeared to be a happy suburban family, but Shanann's friends had recently started hearing about troubles in paradise. Still, no one could have ever guessed the chilling, brutal murders that were about to put an end to their happily ever after. And here's how it all unfolded. On November 3rd, 2012, the couple just tied the knot in Charlotte, North Carolina. So they met on Facebook, like he found her and added her on Facebook and it didn't take long for them to get married. December 17th, 2013, they welcomed their first daughter, Bella. And then July 17th, 2015, they welcomed Celeste, which they call her Cece. In 2015, they filed bankruptcy, which 
caused some stir in their relationship, which, I mean, it does that. Money issues always has, you know, causes problems. But on Facebook, it sh still showed them as this happy suburban family arc. We're going to take a quick pause to jump into an ad. Today's ad is brought to you by Beauty and Beyond. If you are a human being with skin, you should check out Beauty and Beyond on Instagram. My girl Madison is a licensed esthetician, eyelash extension technician, and makeup artist. She offers so many different ways to pamper your body and skin and make yourself feeling beautiful and rejuvenated. These amazing offers include facials such as hydrofacials, acne facials, even a facial for moms to be. If you have any body imperfections such as back acne, she has a treatment for that as well. While you're there, you might as well get those brows on point with a brow waxing or any other waxing you may need for an upcoming vacation. If you have a wedding or prom coming up or just simply want to look like a goddess, she can transform you with her makeup skills. Madison is amazing with eyelash extensions and will be leaving you looking like a queen. Coming in December, she will also be offering brow lamination, a lash lift, and lash tint. All these services are welcome for any gender. Beauty and Beyond is located in Ossian, Indiana. So the next time you are in need of any beauty needs, she is your girl. And I can honestly say I have been going to her since she has became licensed and my skin has never looked better. And my brows were a disaster before her. So her Instagram handle for her company will be on the page or it will be in the description on Patreon. Now back to the podcast. In a 30 minute long Facebook live video, Shanann muses about family life saying, I love waking up now on Saturdays and being able to enjoy my family and talking about being excited about the upcoming summer in Colorado. I believe that everything in life happens for a reason and I also believe people are placed in our life for a reason. She also says Chris can be seen with the girls in the video. June 11th, 2018, Shanann surprises Chris with the news that they're expecting. In a video later released by Nine News, Shanann wears a shirt that says, oops, we did it again. It surprises Chris with the news of their pregnancy. He reacts saying, that's awesome. And I did watch the video. And he does seem caught off guard. Like, it was hard to tell if he was actually excited about the news or if he was, like, not so excited, honestly. Um, I know it's, like, a big shock for, like, their friends because they didn't know she could get pregnant again because I know she, she had lupus at one point and she didn't know she was going to be able to have another baby. On June 17, 2018, uh, she made a message saying, Chris, we are so incredibly blessed to have you. You do so much every day for us and take such great care of us. You're the reason I was brave enough to agree to number three. From laundry to kids, showers, you are incredible. And 
we are so lucky to have you in our life. Happy Father's Day. So you, she was constantly talking about how great of a dad um, he was and how great of a husband he was on Facebook. So everybody just thought they were this perfect suburban family, madly in love, you know. But also in June, Chris starts talking to a woman named Nicole Kessinger. Nicole Kessinger works at the same petroleum plant that Chris works at. She is in the environmental department and would see the operators. Chris came by her office and struck up a conversation one day, and they have their first meeting outside of work like a month later. In July is when they started to have a physical relationship. According to the Denver Post, Chris sees Kessinger about four or five times a week, and they start a physical relationship in early July. He tells her that he's almost divorced. Later that month, while Shanann and the girls are out of town in North Carolina, he tells Kessinger the divorce is final. Insider reports that Kessinger goes to Chris's home for the first time on July 4th, and they have their first phone call on Ju record July 7th. They also go on a date to Shelby American Collection Car Museum on July 14th and spend the night at Great Sand Dunes National Park on July 28th, all while his family is away. On July 30th, he gives her a love note before he joins his family on vacation. And yeah, his wife and his daughters are in North Carolina visiting family. Oh, he's basically playing house with his new girlfriend. Despite it being a family vacation, Shanann would text her friends that they were having troubles in the relationship. Like, they were not sitting together. They weren't really talking. He wouldn't even kiss her. Like, he was not wanting to be physical whatsoever. After confiding to her friends about her troubles with Chris, she texts a friend that she and Chris had their best talk yet. Before she leaves on her trip, she even drafts a handwritten letter to him. So this trip, she goes to Arizona for work, but she also has two friends that are in Arizona, and she goes and sees them as well. While Shanann is away, Chris gets a babysitter saying that he is going to a baseball game with coworkers, but goes to a bar with Kessinger. And while they are on this date, like he pays for the meal, and she gets like a alert on her phone, and she's like, "Why is it so much?" So like obviously you're like, "That's a lot of money." So she ended up flying home. In the wee hours around 2 a.m., her friend Nicole Atkinson gives Shanann a ride to her home after he returns from the business trip, which um, there is actually, like, they have a, like, the ring doorbell. They have camera footage of her getting home that night. Yeah. August 13th, 2018. 
Chris wakes Shanann as he's getting ready to go to work and wants to talk about their marriage and future according to his later confession. Despite Shanann carrying their unborn son, who they have already named Nico Lee, he tells her about his affair and that their marriage won't last. According to Chris's confession to authorities, Shanann, who was 15 weeks pregnant with their son, proceeded to threaten Chris, saying he'd never see their daughters again, which prompted him to strangle her to death. Four-year-old Bella walked onto the scene after Chris killed Shanann and asked her father, what are you doing with mommy? According to Chris's lawyer, Chris had told Bella that her mother was feeling ill and that they had to take her to the hospital. He then loaded Shanann's body and his two daughters in the car and drove them to his work site at the Petroleum Oil Company. Once there, he smothered Celeste to death with her favorite blanket and pushed her body into an oil tank. When he returned for Bella, who watched him kill her younger sister, she pleaded with her father, saying, please, Daddy, don't do to me what you just did to Cece. Chris proceeded to murder Bella and pushed her body into another oil tank. He buried Shanann into a grave on the property site. Um, when Shanann missed multiple appointments the following day, her friend Nicole Atkinson, who had dropped her off from her business trip on August 13th, contacted Chris and the local police department. So on the 14th, she had appointments to obviously check on the baby. And she was excited for this baby, so of course she wasn't going to miss those appointments. So when her friends like weren't hearing back from her and she missed the appointment um they were started texting chris they were like where is she we can't get a hold of her and he was like oh no she's fine and they were like um obviously something's not right they're like we will contact the police and he was like well i don't want to get the police involved in this the police involved in what So they obviously they ended up calling the police and Chris ended up meeting them there and um, they went through the house and they found her phone was there. She didn't take her morning meds. There was no sheets on the beds. There's no blankets in the girls' rooms. Like the police and her friend was like, okay, that's all really weird. As the Colorado Bureau of, Inves of Investigation issues an endangered missing alert, Chris talks to the Denver ABC affiliate and pleads for their return. Shanann, Bella, Celeste, if you're out there, just come back. Like, if somebody has her, just please bring her back. I need to see everybody. I need to see everybody again. This house is not complete without anybody here. Please bring them back. I watched that report. And he... Like, starts laughing. Almost. Like, 
was not serious at all. Like, there was no emotion to it. Like, you know, most people in your family has gone missing. You'd be crying. And he just didn't care. Like, all of their neighbors and everything was saying how he was just acting really strange. Like, you could just tell. The FBI joins the search for the missing mother and daughters. And they were, like, in the room talking to him. And he was basically like, oh, like, trying to tell him the story. He was like, you've got to believe me. Like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. And they ended up doing a polygraph test. And he ends up confessing to his father, Ronnie, and then officials that he killed Shanann, but falsely claims that the reason for his murder was because she had smothered their daughters. He claimed that she was so upset that he wanted to end their relationship that she killed their two daughters. So he ended up killing her. Yeah. The next day, the three murdered bodies were discovered at Chris's work. The same day, Chris appeared appears in Weld County Court for a bond hearing, and he was denied. Also on this day, Kessinger speaks to police, the police saying, I legitimately think his cheese was sliding off his cracker long before he met me. So she actually had no idea that he was, like, doing any of this. Like, she actually was innocent in all of it. Like, he never wore a wedding ring when they were, like, together like she actually thought that they were getting a divorce and she even told him she was like until your family like is no longer missing I don't want to see you like she had no like wanted no contact with him yeah during the trial Watts agreed to a plea deal in order to keep the death penalty off the table on November 6, 2018, he pled guilty to multiple counts of first-degree murder and was sentenced to five life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole. Three of those life sentences are being served consecutively in a row, and two are being served concurrently at the same time as the others. That's what concurrently means. So they're being served together. On the two-year anniversary of the murders, a jailhouse source told police that Watts was re-signed himself to spending the rest of his life in prison. He knows exactly what he did. He's haunted by what he did. He says he can't shake the memories of his family and they haunt him. He is in his own psychological torment every day of his life, said the source, adding, he knows he deserves it. He knows that he made many mistakes in his life and that is his punishment. So apparently he has done many interviews while in prison and he, he claims that he has found God and that he uh, basically is in his own hell with the memories of his family every day because he obviously murdered his family yeah and he did another interview with an with like he had an author as a pen pal and
and she interviewed him and like most sources think that like this was not pre like premeditated like he he just got upset during like their conversation and he killed her no he planned this he apparently like basically tried poisoning her like weeks before and all she did was get sick so it didn't work and then the night before the murders he wanted to kill his daughters before so they would not see what happened and he tried strangling them and somehow it just didn't work because they woke up the next day like he went to bed like bed that night thinking that that was the last time that he was telling his daughters good night yeah he was a very messed up person all because of an affair but you don't know what people are hiding apparently he was a very quiet guy and he's she loved like his wife loved him a lot and ended up being the death of her but that is the story of chris watts and shanann and their two beautiful daughters cc and bella So if you liked true crime and want to listen to more episodes, they will be on our Patreon, our YouTube, and on Spotify. See you next week.